You're listening to Port of Call with Centurion Hospice and Riva Skuman. Prostate cancer is the most common male cancer globally and locally and is showing significant increases. Research indicates that men have a 1 to 17 risk of being diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime. Now, men are normally humiliated when prostate cancer, which is a taboo topic, is discussed. But women, on the other hand, no, no, they're not. They'll dig deeply into the causes, the effects of, say for example, breast cancer, cervical cancer. The reasons for the latter might be that men refuse to think about it, resulting in not knowing about the disease and therefore not being examined by a doctor. This is of course very dangerous. This could also be fatal. Now there are several awareness campaigns abroad and locally every year to inspire men who've been treated for prostate cancer to discuss the side effects including the loss of your libido and how it also affects your life. Interesting enough Black men are more prone to prostate cancer than white men. Now today we have two very special guests in studio who are going to enlighten us about this topic and grab the bull by the horns, so to speak. First of all, Andrew Weberolse is the CEO of the Prostate Cancer Foundation of South Africa and our in-studio guest is Ursi van der Merwe, who was luckily luckily for him, diagnosed early with prostate cancer and he survived to tell his story. Wesley and Andrew, welcome and thank you for sharing this very important information with our listeners. Wesley, I'm going to start with you now. Knowledge is power and can change the lives of men drastically if, if, they're aware of the early warning signs and symptoms of male cancers, for example, prostate cancer. Did your father ever discuss prostate cancer with you and urge you to be examined? Did you have that kind of background? Well, Reva, as you know, prostate cancer is sort of a no-go subject that men don't readily discuss about. Mm. But I was fortunate enough that my family doctor um, discussed it with me and we decided we from where I work my employer also urged us especially if you're after a certain age to go for regular medical checkups and that's how we found out about my situation so I would urge everyone to especially if you're after a certain age to go for ready, ready uh, medical checkups yeah to have have uh, have your health in check because you're not always aware of the signs and you don't always know what the signs are and you wouldn't know uh, okay, this is like early signs of prostate cancer if you're mm. not aware what they are. So I would suggest that you do regular medical checkups. Good That's advice better. there, guys. Don't be afraid. Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about the Prostate Cancer Foundation of South Africa, please? Yeah, so we're a non-profit organization. Um, we involve all the uh, different stakeholders that are uh, affected by prostate cancer. So the patients themselves, the survivors who've uh, obviously had a, a personal experience with prostate cancer and their families to our patients affairs board get involved as volunteers and then uh, the healthcare professionals that are involved in diagnosing and treating prostate cancer and as mm. many of them and we try and 
uh, to be as representative as possible. And then we also work with uh, the industry, medical and pharmaceutical companies that are involved in providing diagnostics and treatments for prostate cancer. And one of our main functions is obviously just to raise awareness about prostate cancer and to make sure that men understand the importance of screening uh, for yeah. prostate cancer. Well, you've just basically asked my follow-up question. Well, answered it at least, because that that's a very important thing, the awareness part of it, isn't it, Andrew? Absolutely, and I think one of the biggest challenges that we face with prostate cancer is that there are no symptoms in the early stages. Mm. So if men are not going for age-appropriate screening, uh, then this cancer can actually progress um, and spread throughout the body. We call that metastatic prostate cancer. Okay. So it's very important for men to, to understand the importance of, of going for screening. Absolutely. How did you get involved uh, with the foundation? So I've been involved with men's health um, since uh, 1999. I was in the privileged to be involved with um, the marketing team that launched by Agri in South Africa. Okay. Um, and it was a very interesting journey because men also didn't talk about uh, erectile dysfunction. So we faced major challenges there. Mm. Uh, and then I was involved with various organizations, including uh, helping to found the Southern African Sexual Health Association. So I come out of a background of sexual health and then mm. uh, getting very much involved in men's health. It's a very good thing, Andrew. One must never underestimate the value of that. Now, we see you were, luckily, I want to say, diagnosed at a very, very early stage. Why did you suspect you might have it or why did you get tested? Well, Riva, like I said earlier, I didn't actually know that I had it at that stage. Unfortunately, by doing um, all the medical tests that we normally do mm. through some blood samples, uh, they picked up that my PSA score was a bit high. Okay. And then the, they suggested that I go see a urologist. And then I asked around friends that who they can like assign me to. And then I went to the urology hospital and I got a doctor there. And then we took it from there on. So it was detected through that blood test that I did. It must have been a, a scary, daunting experience. It, it is. It is. I always say to people, you know, the one day I was worried about not losing five kilo, kilos, and the next day you get the key, the K word. The K word is mentioned to you, and then sort of everything just fades in significance, mm. and all you all you're worried then about is just please God, just to survive and just yes. to get through this. Yes. So yeah, it is very very important. And once again, the earlier the better. And please, yeah. uh, please have your test and have it done. What what did the treatment entail? How were you treated? Well, from 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 the um, uh, blood test, they took it further. I went to a urologist, and then we decided to have a sonar firstly and see what was happening. And then mm. we had some tests done. Uh, we I went for a biopsy where they scanned your prostate and then from that they took like 23 samples and 15 of the 23 was positive for oh, cancer wow. and then we sort of realized the cancer is there and then yeah. he just discussed my options with me what we can do and like he suggested let's remove the prostate where the cancer is that's yes. always the best thing to do there's various things that you can do there's brachit treatment and stuff like that but um i i decided to went for the option to remove the prostate um, mm. immediately mm. Mm. So that's what we did okay now both of you andrew and and Wissy, both of you men usually don't talk about their prostate um let's start with you andrew why do you think men do not want to discuss this 
I think there's a couple of reasons. First of all, men are just not as engaged as women uh, in terms of their, their general health issues. They visit the GP less often. Yeah. They're less likely to go for regular checkups. Yeah. Um, and then we must remember the prostate is part of a man's um, sexual reproductive system. It's one of the internal uh, sex organs. Um, and the side effects of prostate cancer treatments are already personal. So with okay. the surgery, it's, it's often urinary incontinence and erectile dysfunction. And men are embarrassed to... Um, discuss those those kind of subjects. Mm. So it goes kind of to the heart of a man's um, sexuality in terms of having to deal with prostate cancer. Mm. Um, but I think it's so important that we just make help men to realize that it's it's good to talk about these things. Uh, it's good to encourage each other to go for checkups and to yes. take ownership of their health. Yeah, absolutely. And we see you you very open. I mean, you're not like like most men i'm generalizing but yeah. you know what i mean yeah. why were you so open about it you, you know what river i i believe thing hap, things happen with you in your in your life for a reason if i can help one person through my experience then it wasn't sort of for for, for, for nothing yeah for nothing mm. you know as they say so yeah and and you know what it has happened the best i can do is take that diagnose and use it to the positive side or to the to the good of other people so that's why i mean it's, it's not a taboo subject for me anymore. Mm. It's a reality. Let's speak about it. And also knowledge is power. And if you know about it, you can do something about it. If you don't know about it, you don't do anything about it. And it just gets worse and worse and worse Absolutely. and worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hats off to you, sir. Hats off, really. Um, Andrew, how can men recognize warning signs? Is it even possible? So, as I said before, unfortunately, there are no uh, warning signs yeah. in the early stages of prostate cancer, and that's when we want to catch it, because that's when it's still curable. Um, so, if you are having symptoms, it generally means that that um, prostate cancer is already spread out of the prostate, and it's starting to, for example, affect um, your urinary system by um, blocking that urethra that carries urine from the bladder through to um, through the penis and out of the body yeah. um, and it can spread to other areas nearby as well. So there are no warning signs in the early stages which, which is really why screening is so important. Um, so if men do not go for screening, that cancer can spread. And let me just quickly say the screening age that we that is recommended is for all black guys and anyone with a history of prostate or breast cancer in a first degree relative. They should be going for screening or considering screening from the age of 40. Okay. For all other men from the age of 45. All right. Um, uh, while we're talking about that, Andrew, statistics have actually indicated that black men are more prone to this than white men. Uh, is there a reason for that? At this stage, unfortunately, we're not sure what the reason is. Research has shown that um, black guys have a 60% higher risk of getting prostate cancer than white guys. That's quite high. Uh, we, so about one in forty, one in six black guys are likely to get prostate cancer versus about one in nine white guys. Yeah. They also tend to get a more aggressive type of prostate cancer and at a younger age. So yeah, it is a massive problem. There's a lot of um, genomic research going into trying to identify the actual genes in South Africa that's being done mm. in conjunction with different universities. So there is a lot of research going into it, but at this stage we're just not quite sure why it affects black guys. Anyone with a, a black um, a African uh, descent, so in the US and the UK, we, it affects black guys a lot more as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it makes, yeah, okay. It's it's a very, very tricky one, that. But I, I do agree with you. 45 and above, I think just go, have your checkup, just face it, man up, and just do it. Now, Wessie, um, this is personal, and I'm sorry, but did your treatment influence your sexual health? Um, did it influence your sex life? If I can be direct with you. Um, Riva, no, yes, it certainly has. I mean, um, erectile dysfunction certainly is a part of the treatment and it becomes a part of the treatment afterwards. But uh, it once again, it boils down to your urologist. They And now at the urology hospital, there's actually a robot with which they do these operations. So it's very, very neat work that they need to do. And they must just try and not damage your nerves. If the nerves aren't damaged, it's not the end of the world. Okay. But you certainly aren't the bull that you used to be earlier, <laughs> stuff like that. But there's other things that make up for that. You know, there's. Yeah. I've, I've heard someone mention the other day, it was a woman and she said her husband, also had prostate cancer and what's so nice about now is that they have their sexual intimacy has sort of moved away from from the original sex deed as we know it and there's so many other things that they can do now to sort of enhance their sex life and that is actually was actually for her much more positive than before where it's sort of think slam bam thank you ma'am and get off and stuff like that now there's so many other things to do you know so yeah it has affected me but 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 there's this treatment that you can get for that and there's there's things that you can take for that so it's certainly not the end of the world you can have a normal sex life afterwards for sure you are so positive that is so amazing and I'm, i'm glad to hear it and this is one thing we can just know there are alternatives people for there sure. are there was he has for just sure. told us Definitely. um but how did your partner take it that's look, also touchy but yes look it, it was difficult for both of us you know but 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 you learn to get through it and as i said there are other ways of doing stuff and there are all there are alternatives so it's definitely not a death sentence that you mm. get for sure not and you, you you learn to deal with stuff in other ways so yeah yeah definitely, but but definitely not a death sentence so after the initial shock, I mean, you just move on. And after the initial, you yeah. learn to cope with it and you move on with it. And, yeah, you use the alternatives that are available to yes, you. Yes, exactly. Very important. Um, are there any bad side effects to um, the treatments of different prostate cancers or cancers? Well, Riva, I was fortunate to just have my prostate removed. I didn't have any chemo and I oh, didn't have any radiation. So I'm very, fortu- I'm very fortunate in, in, in that way. So I didn't have to deal with all the side effects of chemo that I hear from other people are very, very bad. Mm. So for, for me, it was just like the operation where we removed the, 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 the prostate and then the healing afterwards. So Okay. Um, but the oper- the operation itself wasn't wasn't that that bad and it's mm. and it's much much better than what it used to be they used to cut you open and i've heard stuff that you they you must supply them with six, six liters blood beforehand oh, and stuff like that goodness. it's not like that anymore it's okay. like like they go in with a camera and they do it via the camera and stuff like that you get like three little um round circles on your tummy and that's yeah. it once that heals it's fine so yeah, I the was wonder fortunate. of technology. The wonder of technology mm. for sure. Yeah, Definitely. wow. Um, Andrew, can prostate cancer, if it's not treated, and if it's not treated early enough, can can you actually die from prostate cancer? Yes, absolutely. So uh, in the early stages, the treatment options are the surgery. They 
not all men will have access to the robotic surgery. Mm. Um, that they don't have uh, that technology in the public sector at this point. So they still do open prostatectomies, but there are obviously big um, advantages to having the robotic surgery. It yes. tends to minimize the side effects and the blood loss and the, the recovery is much quicker. But there's also options like um, brachytherapy where they implant radioactive seeds into the prostate and there's external beam radiation as well. So those are treatments for what we call early stage prostate cancer. Yes. Um, but once prostate um, cancer starts to spread uh, throughout the body, um, it generally spreads to bones, um, it goes into the lymph uh, lymph vessels in the blood, mm. and then it can also spread to, to uh, lymph nodes that are far from the prostate, and then it can spread to um, soft tissue organs like lung and liver. At that stage, we call it metastatic or advanced prostate cancer. Okay. There's no cure for advanced or metastatic prostate cancer, so mm. the treatment is focused on slowing the, the progression of the disease and minimizing the symptoms. Whereas in the early stages, um, you can actually cure prostate cancer uh, with those other treatments. So mm. the survival rates is what we talk about uh, is how many men will be alive after five years if you've been diagnosed in the early stages. And that's really good. About 98% of men will still be alive if they've been Very good. There. Very um, good. If they were diagnosed with metastatic prostate cancer when it had already spread, only about 30% of those men will be alive after um, mm. five years. So it definitely can kill you. And mm. again, that's why I just want to stress the early detection is so important yes. um, with prostate cancer because it's still, still potentially curable at that stage. Um, but even some of those guys who are treated in the early stages, we will, they will, there will still be risk stratification of them yeah. based on their PSA and the, the biopsy results. Men will still fall into either a high, medium, uh, or lower risk group, even though they have early prostate cancer. So mm. uh, a lot of these things are dependent on on um, how aggressive that cancer is. Um, so even things like your se- your sexual side effects with erectile dysfunction will depend on whether the cancer actually spread um, to the nerve bundles on the side of the prostate. If it mm. has, then they will have to remove those nerves, which is not going to be able to um, have erections, even with the best of treatment available. Mm. Although, remember, even with erections, there's options. So if, if the drugs don't work, then the injectable treatments generally yes. are quite effective. But if they don't work, you can even have a penile implant. But it's yeah. also important for couples to go um, together for counseling because, yes. um, as, as our prostate cancer survivor has said, there are other ways to express your sexuality. Um, and it's mm. sometimes just a matter of reframing sexuality. Men tend to believe that you have to have an erection to be able to express your sexuality. Mm. That's actually not the case. It's also about the intimacy yeah. that's, that's involved. Absolutely. Um, that is important. Uh, Andrew, I think people just don't think that far. And the, the only time they actually do think about it is once it's happened. You know, so, so men need to be aware of this and, and therefore be less afraid of, of going early for, for diagnosis. What, what is the treatment, you know, if it's, if it's a little bit more advanced than uh, Wissy's was? How do you treat it then? Okay, so unfortunately what we have to do then is remove testosterone and male uh, hormones from the body uh, because this cancer relies on testosterone or male, or what we call androgens, which are male hormones, to grow. Mm. So we can remove testosterone from the body in either uh, by either actually removing the testes where most testosterone is made. We call that surgical castration. It's still a procedure that's widely done um, yeah. in public sector hospitals. Otherwise, we can block... Um, 
testosterone production or stop um, the, the prostate cancer cells from taking up testosterone using various different drug um, therapies. We call mm. that chemical um, castration. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, the side effects of removing testosterone, as you can imagine, uh, are huge and have a big uh, impact on a man's quality of life. So men who are given what we call this androgen deprivation treatment um, would experience things like losing muscle mass and losing muscle strength. Mm. They will become fatigued much more easily. They will lose their sex drive, battle with their, their erections, mm. uh, be more prone to uh, osteoporosis, be mm. more likely to, to get cardiovascular disease and to put on weight and become obese um, and just battle also with concentration more likely to get depressed as well. So those side effects have to obviously be managed very carefully yes. uh, in men on androgen deprivation. Therapy. And unfortunately what then happens is the cancer actually gets used to that and becomes a res resistance to that treatment. And at that, that stage we call it castrate-resistant prostate cancer. Okay. And we start having to throw other treatments at it, things like chemotherapy, for example. Yeah. Um, Radiation therapy has a role to play throughout advanced prostate cancer to help with the uh, cancer that spreads to the bone. Um, you know, more prone, obviously, to fractures and to things like spinal cord compression and can even become paralyzed. So mm. it becomes a very challenging um, to treat men with advanced prostate cancer. And also many of those men are also quite elderly and quite frail. Yeah. So then things like chemotherapy can be quite uh, quite difficult for these guys in terms of managing those side effects. Oh, I can imagine. There are also new treatments available, as well, which are, have made quite a big difference. Um, but unfortunately, they're not always affordable. Um, but there are also some new radio pharmaceutical treatments that have also become available. So there's continually new technologies and new treatments becoming available, but we can't, unfortunately, cure yeah. uh, metastatic prostate cancer. It does, it does progress. You have been absolutely amazing to talk to. Just before I let you go, um, one last bit of advice or, or anything from your side before I chat to Wissi again. Yeah, I think just um, really to encourage men to go for the screening tests. And the two screening tests are that PSA blood test. Um, if that test comes back high, it doesn't necessarily mean you have prostate cancer. It's not okay. a prostate cancer-specific um, test. It could just be an infection, inflammation even in large prostate um, and then unfortunately we still do recommend uh, the digital rectal examination that's the dreaded finger that men fear so much uh, the reason for that is that not all these prostate cancers uh, increase the PSA mm. uh, and sometimes the only way to detect it is with that digital rectal examination so it's just a bit of extra insurance and really it's not that big a deal um, it's literally 20 seconds of minor discomfort um, but going for those two tests regularly so don't just do it for one year and then leave it a couple of yes. years um, go every year and just get it done um, and that will ensure that um, you have the best chance of the cancer being detected early when it's curable and that can make a massive difference because in terms of your quality of life your outcomes it's it's going to mean that you can live a relatively normal life um, so so go for the speeding test take ownership of your health is, is really the take-home message um, for men and then and then also get support you know women are so good when women get diagnosed with breast cancer um they speak to other women and they support each other and we really try and encourage men to get, join a support group we have online email support groups now <clears throat> so they can talk to other men who have been down that journey yeah and, and get encouragement from them and realize that there's always hope there's always good to maintain a sense of humor 
uh, and there's that sense of camaraderie. Wow. You have been an absolute star. Thanks for everything that you do at the foundation. Take care of yourself and be blessed. Thank you, Andrew. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Well, see, um, that was a whole mouthful, and um, I'm sure you are no stranger to to anything that Andrew said. But I'm not quite done with you. I just want to ask you, did you discuss it, now that he mentioned support groups, did you discuss it with your friends, as women would, for example, you know, moan to their friends? Did you do that? I did do, do that, Reva, but I must but I must agree with, with Andrew. I think women are a lot better than this than men are, and because also because it's a taboo subject and men don't easily talk about their feelings and stuff like that. We don't do it as we should or as women is doing it. They do it a lot better than what we do. But yes, I did um, uh, discuss it with them, and I did get support from them, and they were great. And and, and fortunately, I think my, my best thing was the fact that it was detected early. I think yes. that was my whole saving grace of the whole of the whole episode. So yeah. I'm so glad about that. And I can just agree with Andrew. Go for red, re, um, readily go for screenings. Yeah. Have yourself tested. Do it. And not just over the age of 40. You can even start doing it before the age of 40. Um, do it. It's, okay. it's, it's very, very good advice from my side. Well, I that's from so. both of you. From yeah. both of you. Do it, do it, do it. That's yes, the, yes. the message I'm getting. So, And you've already told me it's not the end of the world. You've already told me that you can use your resources. You can do all that. So all I need from you is just also a quick, tiny bit of last advice. You know what? It's not the end of the world. Tackle it. At least you know about it. You can do something about it. Knowledge is power. And, and, and mm. then you can do something about it. I think it's much better to know about it, to fight it and do something about it, than be unaware of it. And it's just killing your body. Well, you have been a star as well. I'm very grateful that you were diagnosed early. Very, very grateful. And I don't have to ask you. I can see you are shop you are fine no problems anymore so thank you for coming into studio and chatting to me thank you it's a pleasure Eva. thank you thank you very much WR Clearing was established around 21 years ago with the sole purpose of aiding with custom clearance related services. We have a no-nonsense, hands-on approach and our clients rate us as one of the best custom clearance companies in South Africa. We not only make sure that your products are delivered in tip-top condition, we also help you to complete all the relevant documents with accurate precision. WR Clearing offers custom clearance services to and from Botswana, Namibia and Swaziland. Contact Yaku Haramsa today on 083-080-5377 or send an email to yaku at wrclearing.co.za. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you would like to get in touch with Andrew, you can go to www.prostate.ca.co.za and the helpline is 084-283-3982.
Thank you for tuning in. And do remember in our next episode, we're going to discuss your sexual health during or even after cancer treatment.